Welcome to the Escaping the Accountant's Trap Podcast. It's a podcast to help accountants, CPAs, and bookkeepers escape what we call the accountant's trap, where accountants are trading time for money. Well, how do you escape the trap? Well, I recently recorded a masterclass with Michelle Weinstein where we talked about how to start and sell CFO advisory services. So why did we invite Michelle on this special masterclass? Because she dubs herself the pitch queen and she's from the Abundant Accountant. She dubs herself the pitch queen because she helps accountants sell CFO and advisory services. So we thought we'd put together a masterclass where we'll talk where we talked about how to start and sell CFO and advisory services. If you'd like to watch the masterclass, just click on the link in the show notes. But this is a very special podcast episode where we're going to answer some of the questions that the participants who are on the masterclass had. And a lot of these questions were uh, were very good, very juicy questions that I think would help a lot of accountants and bookkeepers as they think about starting and or selling advisory services. So Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to dive into all the challenges that people have in starting their CFO advisory service, which I know you're going to answer most of those and I can talk about, well, how to <laughs> sell those services. Well, let's dive in. All right. Uh, my let's first question, I think, uh -huh. I think you'd be perfectly suited for this. And I have some <laughs> thoughts on this, but there's a, there's several people that were on the masterclass yes. that essentially said, I am an accountant. I'm not a salesperson. <laughs> yeah. When one person I, said, I'm a, I'm a terrible salesperson. What, what advice would you have for them? You know, I want you just to continue to be a terrible salesperson because I don't want you to be a salesperson. <laughs> I think most people think sales is, you know, unethical or some sort of sleazy approach or nag or you're annoying. And I like to talk about that. Just be you. You don't have to be a salesperson because if you're offering CFO and advisory services, people actually don't want to be sold. But the truth is people do want to buy. And so what we do is take you through a process on how can you sell in a way that feels good and it allows the client to make a decision that they feel good about. And we do all that without having to be a salesperson. So the good news is, is you don't have to be a salesperson. And that's what I want to say. Mm. Just be you. Yeah. And one of the biggest challenges that I think a lot of firm owners have is that you just typically answer questions for clients, but you're not getting paid for it. So you feel overwhelmed, you feel underappreciated, you feel all of these sorts of ways. But in reality, the, the most important thing is that you just need to be you. And we have to just stop answering people's questions for free. And now yeah. you don't have to be a salesperson. You just need to be a firm owner. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree. At the end of the day, business owners want somebody that they can trust, which is you, yes. to guide them. That's it. Yes. And if you could provide this guidance, you don't have to sell anybody on anything. They want it. <laughs> it's like going to somebody who's in the desert, been in the desert for you know a long time and is thirsty. You don't have to sell water. You don't. No. Just provide it and they'll take it because they want it. Business yeah, owners need this. And I think, um, Adam, that leads me to a question that I think would be really great if you could talk about it, is 
how, if someone's just starting their firm, they're just getting started or they're like, you know, I'm an accountant. How do I start selling and or specifically offering CFO and advisory services? Because it's just easier to get new clients just for bookkeeping. What would you say to them on that? Because, you know, you can't really sell anything if you don't have the thing to sell. Yeah, no, that's a great, that's a great question because, uh, we, a lot of times accountants and bookkeepers, we're selling these services that, that end up putting us in this trap and we call it the accountant's trap. And the idea is that the accountant's trap is where you're trading time for money. The only way for you to make more money as a bookkeeper or tax person, tax accountant is to take on more clients or work more hours. And, Which is and, the recipe for disaster because yeah. everyone doesn't want to work longer hours. They don't want to have stressful, dreadful tax seasons, and they want to have more time with their family. Right. And yeah. and it's a trap because you can't raise your fees. Why can't you raise your fees? It's because the there's a, there's a lot of competition out there. There's so many places for a business owner to get books done, their taxes done. There's all these tech companies that are, you know, I say tech companies with quotes <laughs> that, that are trying to automate our jobs away and get into this space. And so at the same time, the average business owner cannot tell the difference between a good accountant and a bad one, a good bookkeeper and a bad one. And so typically when that happens, we are in this, commodization territory where we're just the, 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 the price wins. And so if you're selling a commodity, then you're not going to be able to raise your prices. Why would one person pay you a lot more than all these other people that are willing to do it? So the only way to separate, to get out of this trap is to sell something that, that business owners want, which as we discussed on the masterclass is advisory services. And, totally. and by the way, you don't have to stop doing tax or stop doing bookkeeping. A great way to differentiate your, your bookkeeping and tax services is to enhance it by offering this advisory service with it, like bundling it with your existing services. Yeah. And, you know, I would say too, one of the first things you have to stop and commit to in your firm is you have to stop discounting your fees. You have to stop doing free work. You have to stop answering clients' quick questions. You have to stop pricing yourself based on the competition and lowballing your fees, thinking that in the future people will hire, pay you a premium fee because that's not going to attract CFO advisory type clientele. That is the recipe for disaster. But yeah. once you stop doing all of that, then you will phase out those low end clients. It's just a natural course. Yeah. But until that, we have to learn how to have this more abundance mindset because mm. we don't want to work so much. We don't want to have these crazy tax seasons or you don't want hundreds of bookkeeping clients. And like Adam, you were saying you could bundle all of these things together. And that is when we stop trading time for dollars and open up that space to attract ideal high quality clients. Yeah. Love it. Um, so I have a question for you. Somebody uh, put this in the in the questions yep. that I think a lot of accountants are dealing with and bookkeepers. Okay. Uh, essentially, she was saying that her biggest challenge is that her existing list of tax clients are not ideal fits for yeah. CFO advisory services. What is, what is she to do? Yeah, well, 
I mean, it's kind of like what I was just talking about. We have to think about how do we phase out yep. those low-end clients or just tax clients and transition into what Adam specializes in, which is how to work with a different kind of clientele offering CFO advisory service. But you probably don't want to get rid of everyone completely and then have nothing and slowly build. Yep. So you could slowly build finding the ideal high quality client, creating these higher end package offerings, such as CFO advisory packages, which would in my world in sales, I call that an irresistible offer. Mm. The irresistible offer, Adam, it really attracts those higher quality clients. And this also, when you offer CFO advisory services, or, you know, if, some people offer tax planning, depending on if you're on the accounting side or tax side. Those services position you as the expert. So if you are positioned as the expert and you come in charging premium fees, this creates um, an, a, a natural demand for service. And I know it sounds crazy and it's probably hard to even understand or wrap your head around that. But then once you have your irresistible offer, such as in this case, CFO advisory services, the choice to work with you becomes the risk-free choice that the higher quality clients will actually be attracted to. Mm. It makes it the no-brainer option for clients to do this versus what you were doing before for really low prices. And it positions you, yourself as the ideal solution to them. So yeah. I would say that if your current client base doesn't fit the bill for this type of client, first, you could communicate and raise your fees high enough to get rid of some of that volume because we all want to work a lot smarter and not harder. So you can free up some time to start focusing on what Adam teaches, which is how to create a firm that offers CFO and advisory services. And then slowly ramp that up and then completely phase out your low-end business and get rid of it 100% because that's that's just the only way to do it. You either get rid of it and close it down or sell off that book of business, or you could increase the fees high enough and whoever will stick around um, will see your value and worth and be happy of that, or yeah. you do a slow transition. But at the end of the day, you need to create a different way because probably what's not, you know, what you're doing right now isn't working. Hey there, Adam here from the Escaping the Accountant's Trap podcast. I'd like to personally invite you to a free masterclass that we're conducting this Thursday called How to Start a CFO Service. To register, just go to thecfoproject.com and click free training at the top. See you then. I completely agree. I mean, you only have so many hours in the work week. Yeah. So you want to use those hours to make more money. <laughs> yeah. Instead of spending all those hours for low value clients, you trade those hours for high value clients, more higher margin clients. Absolutely. Yeah. So Adam, one of the other questions we got, maybe you can kind of stack on this. So let's say this person who asked the previous question decides to slowly transition their going to increase their fees. They're going to write a communication piece around that. And now their biggest challenge is, you know, how to actually provide the service. Mm -hmm. How do they make the case uh, to the benefits of what CFO advisory service is and why they would need it? 
because most people they were saying have no idea what that even means. Yeah. So how would a firm owner communicate to a prospect what they might even get for offering CFO advisory service in their firm? Yeah, it's a fantastic question. One that we get a lot because most people don't know what a CFO is, nor do they think they need one. Somebody that owns a $4 million general contracting business could use the services of a CFO, but they don't think they need the services of the CFO. They're thinking mm -hmm. Coca-Cola needs CFOs, a CFO, not my business, my small business. Exactly. But the, but the, the fact that remains that all businesses, regardless of the size, need somebody like a CFO. And so the idea is that we've got to first build a relationship with these people to get them to trust us enough so that when we suggest something, it ends up being CFO advisory services, they're going to pay attention. But, but it's, it's not a chicken and eggs and, uh, type situation. You have to put one thing in front of the other. You have to build the relationship first to get them to trust you. Then you have to give the solution. Yeah. Now, and, and let me explain what I mean by that. When you go to the doctor and the doctor, and you trust this doctor and the doctor, you know, gives you a, a review and says, you've got to have this life-saving surgery or this surgery, or you're, you're, you're going to die in, in a year. Now you trust the doctor. They just told you that you, you need this surgery. Does it really matter how much he's going to charge for this service? No. He trusts you. But imagine if somebody that you didn't know comes up to you and says, you need this $50,000 surgery. You don't know them. You don't know, have the context as to why you need this surgery. You don't know you're sick. It's, it's a completely different situation. So you've got to build the relationship with the person first, and then yeah. they will pay attention to what you have to say. So, so let me put in a practical example. Let's say you're, it's, it's tax season, right? It is tax season. <laughs> We're about to go into tax season. And uh, you call your client afterwards and say, or send an email and say, Mrs. Smith, I was just reviewing your tax return and your books. And I've spotted some red flags and opportunities that I see for growth. Can we hop on a call and discuss how I can show you how, how, how these opportunities for growth in these red flags can help you have a better business? Yep. Who would say no to that? Yeah, it's an, it's an opportunity. It, it, it becomes right. that conversation piece to bridge the gap into how you can help them into that irresistible offer, which is CFO and advisory services and being able to have that enrollment conversation with them. And I think, you know, Adam, what you're talking about, and I talk a lot about this is building the no like, and trust factor totally. and having the relationship be built based on building rapport. And it's similar to if you were to buy a house, I bought a really expensive fixer upper last year and the foundation of the house was not supportive enough for the house. When they did a remodel, it wasn't enough. So I had to redo the foundation, which is the same thing that we have in the relationships that we have with our clients. And the foundation had to be big enough in order to sustain the house that was remodeled. Basically, it was doubled in size and had to invest a ton of money. Oh, you know, probably almost 10% of the value of this house is in the ground to fix the foundation. 
So that's how important the foundation is not to a structure like a house or a building, but also to your client uh, firm relationship. Mm-hmm. It's the most important thing. And having that before you launch your CFO advisory services in the mm-hmm. firm is crucial. Yeah. And, and, and I wanted to point out that in the email that you send to that person, the one of your client, you didn't even use the word CFO, advisory, financials. You're not selling. <laughs> you're, you're building, like you said, you're building, you already have the relationship. They already trust you. And yeah. now the person they trust is telling them, let's hop on a call so I could tell you how to have a better business. Who's going to say no to that? And that would lead into how to have the, the proposal conversations for a CFO service because you're helping them. You're not you selling could, them. Or you could look at it this way for the people with tax stuff because I was just teaching yesterday with one of my friends who does a lot in the tax planning space. And she said, when you do the tax return, it's basically like recording an autopsy. Here's what happened. Here's how they <laughs> right. died. Right? Yeah. In the past, yeah. In the past, where the preventative option would be to go to your annual health checkup with your doctor and see if you needed a CT scan, an MRI, is to do the preventative work to catch something in advance. And I'm going to guess, Adam, that the CFO advisory services in the firm, if you were to send the email, like you said, to your current clients to help them have a better business and have that advisor looking from the top down, is that annual checkup at the doctor, even though you might meet with them monthly or quarterly or whatever your irresistible offer is in your VIP package for these higher level service offerings. Um, But at least then you won't be having just just do an autopsy when their business goes under. Isn't it like one in five only last or something like that of businesses and the rest will end up, you know, going belly up? Or how many business owners are stressed out because they can't make payroll every couple weeks? How many business owners are stressed out because they don't know how to pay their rent, especially for people that have multiple locations? Because I used to be that person. So they need, you know, CFO advisory service is the most important thing. But if we don't offer it to our clients, we're actually doing them a disservice. Totally. It's like that doctor not offering that life-saving surgery. Correct. And then they're just recording the history, which is an autopsy report of how the person died. (laughs) Totally. So it's not any different than a business dying. That's right. I completely agree. I mean, you could be the accountant for the Titanic and you have done your job perfectly, but the Titanic still sunk. Yeah. (laughs) So does it really matter that you did the books perfectly? Exactly. It's all for naught. Yeah. So true. Um, So... Michelle, as we're, as we're sort of wrapping up here, here's a question. Yeah. There's a few questions that came in in terms of pricing. Like, okay. like, how do you position it? How do you position the services in a way? How do you price the services in a way that uh, that that you won't outprice the prospect, but you're getting you're, you're getting paid what you're worth? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think pricing all goes back to having the right skills and having the right mindset to attract the ideal quality clients because that's the next step in that process of creating your high-end package that actually appeals to that audience, clientele, ideal client, whatever you want to call it. So pricing, in my mind, uh, we can just use 
like retail stores, for example. You can choose to go to like a JCPenney's or a Ross Dress for Less or something like that and have really cheapo prices. Or you can say, you know what, I'm just going to start my CFO advisory services like a Neiman Marcus or like a Nordstrom and and do, you know, the personal shopper route where there's even additional fees for picking everything out. And I think really thinking through what is the outcome that you deliver to the client is how you have to think of your pricing and how you design your CFO advisory package for attracting an ideal high quality client. And I always talk about too, Adam, you can't have a million dollar firm or a million dollar CFO advisory firm without a proper sales system to align with that. Totally. If you're a fly-by-night operation and you want to attract and have this other kind of vision and firm and save for retirement and do all this stuff, but you're not willing to make those changes yourself, no, I, no high-quality client is going to be attracted to something that doesn't have a, a process you know, something really laid out step by step like you do for the advisory services and CFO options. People that people that need those services are expecting a certain client experience. Mm. And that's what I call the sales process. And until you have that experience set up, then it's going to really be hard to price. So we have to work backwards. I love it. Yeah, I, so. I like that you use the analogy between nothing against JCPenney, but <laughs> JCPenney versus Nordstrom, they both sell clothes. <laughs> they both sell clothes. So how does Nordstrom differentiate themselves? It's through everything you just mentioned. They that's, don't that's have dust idea. bunnies on the ground. It's <laughs> clean. They have, right. they have salespeople on the floor to help you to make your experience um, smoother. Yeah. They have higher, higher the, quality clothes. Higher quality clothes, right? Like all of that. So what I call that in your firm is similar to having a step-by-step system for your conversation roadmap, mm-hmm. because that roadmap is what will confidently lead you and your clients to just say yes to engaging in CFO advisory services in your firm. Yeah. And learning the art of enrollment is going to be one of the other key things. And that's how we communicate and connect to our clients in a way where they see our value and they're willing to pay whatever for it. Yeah. Because it's not about the price anymore. It's about no. having a premium paying client. It's two well, different things. Plus, we have to remember that our clients' business is not a hobby for them. It has no. to work. It, it literally puts the food on their cli- on their 100%. family's table. <laughs> and if somebody like you comes along and says that you're gonna help them, they're going to pay attention. Yeah. They need this. They do. You know, so you kind of have a choice. You can either keep burning yourself out every tax season, month after month, year after year, whatever you choose. You can continue to not get paid what you deserve. Like a lot of the questions we had, it's like, oh, my clients only pay me two fifty. They'll never pay two or five thousand dollars <laughs> for CFO advisory services. You know, you can continue to miss those family moments if you choose and feel frustrated and unfulfilled. That's a choice. Yeah. And you can wonder if things will ever change or get better in your firm. Mm. Or you can choose to say, I will work with high quality value clients that value my expertise because 
you have Adam's blueprint on the CFO advisory <laughs> services or something like that. And then you could actually feel excited about your work again, because I think on when we did our webinar, Adam, there's so many people that are just, you know, unfulfilled and frustrated and irritated with our clients. But where are you going to take your responsibility yeah. so you can spend more quality time with your family and you can gain back that control in your life again and in your schedule? So yeah. those are the two choices you have. And one will take you to clients that will be attracted to somewhere like Nordstrom or Neiman Marcus. And some will continue to just keep going to Ross Dress for Less or JCPenney's and waste time and money and be miserable. Yeah. Well, Michelle, I think this is this is a great place to end our talks. I mean, I, I think we covered a lot of the, 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 the spirit of a lot of people's questions. Uh, yes. And again, if somebody listening... Uh, wants to check out the masterclass, please do. And uh, Michelle, thank you so much for coming on the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. And to everyone listening or watching, thank you so much for spending the last few minutes with us as we discussed how to escape the accountant's trap. Bye for now. <laughs>